0: The early bird catches the wall Elsewhere Whereas in Ukraine An early bird must be someone who lives far from work or school By the way Zaryana means a star girl Zorya in Ukrainian is a star Her buddies call her Zorya Lana and Rokal, my little star girl. Creating nonfiction. I'm looking at a white blank laptop page in front of me. I'm thinking, "Hey, mom, tell the story of your girl. She's the bee's knees." While it might be common to admire adults, a large number of teens are worth writing about. Well. What to start my parents' story with? When did it all actually begin? Would my children have become somehow different people if we hadn't done this or that the way we did it? I guess every parent wants to be a good one. So do I. Have I always been right dealing with life situations? I wish I were. Yet I'm only human. Besides, the young need to see life in every weather, so as to speak, in all colors of the rainbow. Tiny or a big one, a problem is always there. Thus, it's rather about one's attitude to the matter, it's about our ability to sort it out. As they say, the weak see the problem, whereas the strong look for the solution. You agree? 2018. At present, there are three of us as a core family me, a qualified English teacher, single mother in her late 40s, my son, Aless, 27, and Zorana, my daughter, who turned 20 in December 2018. By the way, Zoryana means a star girl. Zorya in Ukrainian is a star. Her buddies call her Zorya. Here where the story itself might begin. With a tower moment and the happy family of four. Just remember... The sweet is never as sweet without the sour, and I know the sour. Brian Vanilla Sky, Monday, the 8th of February 2010. An early morning in Kamenkabuska, it's a town in Lviv Oblast, Ukraine. 40 kilometers to the northeast of Lviv, with a population of 10,630. That shocking morning will always be the coldest morning of my life. The night before, Alex had left for his residence hall in Lviv. He was 18. In his second year at medical university, I taught English in a secondary school. Then, Zarena was eleven, and studied at the same school. I and my students were going to throw an English party. Zarena was going to play a pussycat and recite a funny poem with music and dancing. She had learned the words by heart, but the dancing. Frankly, she was not into it. While I love my daughter and enjoy dancing. Hence, we were practicing in front of the big hall mirror when my husband Arthur came back home. He gave a quick glance at his daughter's awkward moves and smiled. He was 44, a proud father, respected doctor in our little town of Kamenkabuska. After him was a district dermatovenerologist. Due to his pride, personality and job, he was fairly popular with the locals. Anyway, haunted by the idea of avoiding the scene of death in my play Hamlet 2010, a contemporary tragic comedy for teenagers based on William Shakespeare's idea of Hamlet, I was struggling with writing the last scenes of the play in verses. Consequently, all night I was having maze dreams of staging till the very morning. I would wake up to the smell of coffee made by my hubby, who usually got up a bit earlier than us, he would get the car ready for the day trip. Our car was parked outside, and it was a snowy winter. Instead of that, me and my daughter woke up in a fierce silence, only to find her father and my husband dead. The clock stopped. The world froze sinking in the bone-chilling awareness of the inevitable loss. Let me skip the time of grief and searching for solutions. In fact, we belong to the middle class. Even though doctors in Ukraine are paid more or less the same as teachers, their prestige is still on their side. I must admit, after my husband's sudden death, I had no time to cry. There were two kids looking at me with the belief that we could somehow make it. That we could somehow get through. Needless to say, I was willingly taking any extras at school. Besides, I had private students at home every evening. Yet... Very soon, it was obvious my income had to be increased, for it was not enough for the three of us to make a living. So, I decided to take a challenge. Having invested our last savings into renting accommodation in Kiev, the city of my university youth and our dates with Arthur, we moved there with my daughter at the end of August 2011. Making efforts, with some luck, I found a job in one of the downtown language schools in Kiev. Must say, I had already had a few years of commuting to leave for work as an English interpreter by then. However, it was Arthur who was a major in major money-making our family Spending long hours at work, and I had to give up other options but the school. My son supported the idea of me and his twelve-year-old sister move, while both grandmothers and friends tried to talk me out of taking Zaryana with me. Even my brother from Moscow kept saying that Zaryana, as a little girl from a small town, wouldn't adapt to the big-city life. However, looking into my daughter's innocent eyes, begging me not to leave her with Granny, I decided to grab my younger child with me. Limited in our costs and frustrated with renting prices in Kiev, I could only afford a room with a shared kitchen In a nice cottage house in the suburb of the capital. Anyway, with the ups and downs in our life, Zaryana's character has been built. On the one hand, the cottage town we rented accommodation in was a place with mostly all well-off residents, driving Porsche cars. On the other hand, Every morning we had to commute to the city in overcrowded buses, marshrutkas, stopping at our bus stop already full. Happened they wouldn't even stop, as there was no room for new passengers either sitting or standing. Besides, it was creepy to have a 15-minute walk to the bus stop along the road without any lights. There was a thick forest on the one side of the road and a long ferns wall of the plant on the other. It could have been lit either by sunlight or starlight. Can you imagine the darkness after 6 o'clock in the morning or 12 hours later in the evening on the same day in the fall-winter season? It could be anything but a relaxing stroll. But uh, now and again there were flashlights of the passing cars Those were the people who lived a bit further in the same cottage town By the way, some of them would stop to give us a lift in the cold winter days It was a big help when we were together But I didn't let Zorana get into a stranger's car when she was walking back from school alone I guess you understand my concerns Yet she would often come back home alone Like little red riding hood from the fairy tale Although there was no big bad wolf The packs of stray dogs roaming in the area looked scary And it was a daily challenge Zorana's route from school home consisted of a 15-minute walk to Arsenal metro station, a 30-minute underground ride, of about 30 minutes of waiting for a bus, taking a crowded bus home, and finally a 15-minute walk to the cottage we lived in. Later she had to organize her dinner, we usually had something cooked for a few days, and do her homework. I would come back home much later. Luckily, we found a way out. We would catch the 6.20 a.m. bus that was collecting the night shift workers from the plant nearby and taking them back to Kiev every morning. It was considerably empty. The challenge was to get up at 5 a.m. for me and at 5.20 a.m. for my daughter, the early bird catches the worm elsewhere, whereas in Ukraine an early bird must be someone who lives far from work or school. And what about Serena's school? She could either go to a local secondary school, which would also require some commuting or be enrolled in the downtown school in proximity to my first job place. Well, since our initial goal was to move to Kiev, we scarcely considered the local school. I believed things would change for the better, sooner or later. Despite an early wake-up, my girl really liked this school. I remember her class mentor surprise when she learned that Zariana was into reading. It is so rare with teenagers nowadays, she said. Besides, my girl was good at languages and chess. At the age of 10, with her father's coaching, she took the second place in Kabuska district chess competition. Anyway, the same year, Zaryana represented the high school number 90 and was the second best in the English-language Olympiad, Pechersky district, Kiev. Soon my 8th grade child made a couple good friends and gained respect from the teachers and classmates. Not going into much detail, I had to change a few jobs before I found something decent. Commuting to the city for about a year, we managed to find some accommodation in a nice location in Kyiv at a reasonable rent. With this challenge, getting to the Renner school in the Pechersky district of Kyiv and my work got much easier. Our financial situation somehow improved. However, we had to plan our expenses carefully. One day, Zarena's classmates had promoted, so as to speak, her with a boy from her class to take part in this school Miss and domestic contest. She said they would have to demonstrate the intelligence and talents on stage, doing quizzes, performing and dancing. She asked me whether she could make it, since all the other girls had backed out. I didn't hesitate a single moment, offering her my support and training. The problem was to get that glamorous look and learn dancing waltz. I must say that Anna was very persistent in overcoming her difficulties in dancing. We danced and danced at school, we danced and danced at home. Also, we practiced Romeo and Juliet's dialogue in English for their talent show. The problem of getting a ball gown was eventually solved, too. We borrowed it from her cousin, who kindly sent it by post. And the shoes. Happened we had bought trendy Italian shoes on the summer seal before. How smart of us, huh? And she did it. Whoa! Zariana got the title of Miss Drama! Soon after that, she became even more popular with her peers and took part in all after-school activities during the following year. What's more, my daughter was considered for the school president position for the next year. Passing the school exams at grade 9, Zoryana plunged into another examination session, so as to be enrolled in the Ukrainian Humanities Lyceum of Taras Shevchenko National University, the law class. And she did it. Congrats, I thought, before we faced the music about the school. For CAD, their prestigious LCM was mostly oriented on the youths from well-off families, such as politicians. In fact, the Ukrainian Humanities Lyceum hadn't apprised their applicants about the fees before the entrance campaign. It would have been illegal for a state institution. They call it charity. As soon as your child's documents are accepted, You have to donate a good sum in cash. Most parents saw no other way but to donate the sum they were demanded to give by their school office employee in private. When I was informed about the essential donation from me, I said that I would consider their request till the next day, since their donation hadn't been mentioned anywhere in public before. I added that we would probably come back to the old good school. They definitely didn't expect the answer like that and got nervous for fear might ruin their reputation telling the truth to others. That's why the next day I was approached by a parent committee leader She was persuading us to stay, yet we would still have to give a donation this time they requested much less. I could somehow justify the need, so I paid. Yay, we are all set, we thought. What can I say now? There were advantages and disadvantages to spending the following year at the him. Not all peers were the same page with my daughter. However, there were a couple of nice and smart classmates to make friends with. Yes, we had to pay the school fees and to buy the expensive school uniform. Everything was okay, but they did a school principal, a chemistry teacher in her mid-60s. The lady was good at making the life of other people difficult. By other people, I mean the teachers, a number of students, and their parents, including my daughter and me. According to the principal, the majority of the newcomers had no idea about chemistry. Believing their chemistry teachers in other schools, she claimed them to have been taught nothing by that time. All of a sudden, marks in chemistry flooded the class and the principal didn't feel any personal responsibility for the poor performance of her students with her lessons. That was bizarre. Well, have you ever heard of the Ukrainian Revolution of February 2014? It's also known as the Euromaidan Revolution or the Revolution of Dignity. Well, it was the school year of 2013-2014. We lived in Kiev when all the movement started. The school was located on the presidential administration doorstep in the downtown. At a cut, the school principal was supporting the government of the president, Viktor Yanukovych. Anyway, both of us were at the overcrowded Maidan, Independence Square in Kyiv, when the call for a strike was announced. They were asking adults not to go to work and not to send children to school the next day. The nationwide anti-president protest started. Supporting the idea of the protest, I let my child miss school and help others with saving lunch and dinner to protesters in the morning and afternoon instead. I thought when history took place just in the streets of your city, it would be wrong for a teenager to sit in the classroom and watch the momentous events through the window. Moreover, on the second day of the protest, Zoriana brought a few classmates with her to the Maidan kitchen. If I remember well, she missed three days of school or so. Of course, she came back to studies right after that. Nevertheless, it was the year of barricades Smoky fires in the downtown, protesters and police combats. The classes at the Lyceum were often cancelled because of the threat of violent conflicts nearby. Still, I wouldn't have thought of a real military conflict, the war in the east of Ukraine, awaiting us in the near future. Let's get back to the school memories. The advantage of the elite school was having extra hours of Ukrainian and lore, which were taught by the great teachers. Zaryana was making significant progress in lore. At grade 10, she took the set place at the Pachewski District Olympiad in Lore, Cave. Yet she mentioned that many of her competitors were cheating, while the contest inspectors turned a blind eye to that. It was not fair, she believed. Afterwards, Zayana appealed her result. She was determined to see her work checked by the examiners. As a result, she got one point more. Once sitting on a lava sofa in the school hall, together with a couple of anxious parents, I was waiting for my turn to see the school principal. All of us were asked to pay a visit to school because of our children's low grades in chemistry. And I was approached by the law teacher, who spoke highly of Zoryana's knowledge and and personality. With her humble Maidan experience, she became a subject of teachers' gossips, labeling her as a rebel spirit girl. It might have been a blessing in disguise, but for family reasons, we had to come back to our hometown of Kapuska in the summer of 2014. Consequently, Zorana had to come back to the school of her childhood. Imagine a teenager in such a situation. And when? At grade 11. Hide you, bright girl, I said. We've got to do it. Our family situation was going to change. I married a foreigner and we were planning immigration to the country of my spouse, together with my teenage daughter. We thought we could make it during the following year or so. I must mention, my son has always been in my life and on my mind, just there should be another story about him. Our good intentions Almost smashed Zarena's plans for university. But it was nothing in comparison to the bad news of my serious health problem, which I was diagnosed with by chance in October 2014. Next, there was an urgent and expensive surgery with a long period of recovery. Luckily, the surgery went on well. Whichever the reason, I had to survive. Probably, just to be there for my kids. Soon we realized we had been brought far behind with our immigration plans. And the rush of Zoriana's preparation for university entrance exams began. She had only about six months to cover everything, but her desire to study law and come back to Kyiv was tremendous. I am very grateful to Zeryana's granny, who prepared her for the exam in Ukrainian. A big thanks to my late husband, close friend Yuri, a history teacher, for their solid preparation in history. Also, let me save some credits for myself as my daughter's English tutor. At grade 11, Zeryana became the winner of kamen Kavuska District Olympiad in Law. Next, she was the third one in Lviv Oblast Olympiad in Law. Awesome! With all the efforts being made, my daughter successfully entered Kyiv National Economic University named after Vadim Hetman, Faculty of Law, transformed into Institute of Law later. See, both of us, me and my son, thoroughly recommended Zarena to consider a few other career options as well. But the pretty, thin, sixteen-year-old girl in glasses firmly replied, Let me try war first. If I fail, I will follow your advice. Promise. So she made a smashing return to Kiev. The city of her challenging adolescence, it was the first milestone in her adult life. Sweet! Well, it's high time I finished my story. Mother tale. I'm going to round it off with a quote from Vanilla Sky Movie Edmund. There are no quarantines. But remember, even in the future, the sweet is never as sweet without the sour My Little Star Girl by Lana M. Rökel Read the full story on Lana M. Rökel author Patreon For more podcast episodes in the future, subscribe to Lana M. Ruckel also. Thanks for listening!